in my own flesh and humanity, mm-hmm. I had built an idol mm-hmm. of what I thought it should look like. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's really easy to build our life on dreams mm-hmm. and promises mm-hmm. that we think are supposed to look a certain way instead of really actually building it on Jesus and nothing else. Mm. And those are the moments when it's confronted in our lives and our hearts. But the beautiful thing is that can be rerouted in our hearts and rearranged in our hearts every minute of every day. Welcome to The Brave Place, where we journey into the lives of brave men and women who have beat the odds or who are in the trenches right now. Difference makers who have truly discovered the warrior that lives within and are living it out. This is the place that will inspire, encourage, enlighten, and challenge that brave person that lives deep down within all of us. Welcome back to The Brave Place. I'm your host, Christy Rodriguez, and I am so excited for you to meet our guest today. You may know her by her popular hit songs, Peace Be Still, Promise Keeper, and Set Free, Hope Darst. What an honor to have you in the studio today. Welcome to The Brave Place. Thank you, Christy. I'm so excited to be here. What well, a fun moment to get to chat with you in person, face to face. Well, this is just such a, an honor and a gift to me um, oh. because you've ministered in my heart in a thousand ways. I've seen you in interviews. Your music is incredibly anointed. It's just the way you you praise the Lord, um, not just in your music, but in your own actions and words. Mm. Um, and so it's just an honor to have you here. And, and I'm just, I I know that this interview is going to bring glory to God and I know it's going to minister to the hearts of our listeners too. Yeah. On your website, Mm -hmm. hopedars.com. You're a good writer too, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I I didn't know that I even liked writing until all of this. Okay. Like literally like my label was like, would you ever consider writing a devotional? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I would do that. And I started doing it and it was like something came alive in me and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know how much this actually ministers to even me and mm-hmm. like how I feel passionate about it. So mm-hmm. thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and I encourage you listening. If you want to be encouraged by Hope's words, truly beautiful, and they will definitely speak to your heart. You can go to hopedars.com and you talk about the promises of God mm-hmm. and you talk about moving from fear to faith. And yeah. and I know you've struggled with fear and anxiety in your life. Absolutely. And, and your song, Peace Be Still, was birthed out of that. It was, yeah. Yeah. Can you just unpack that a little bit and how that all took place and explain that a little bit? Yeah. I don't even tell this part of the story most of the time because I don't get, I don't have the time to unpack it. Yeah. But the funny thing about that whole season was I was feeling really fearful and insecure about being a songwriter mm, okay. because I had wanted to do music for my whole life. That didn't happen. God took me down a different path that I needed to go down. And I ultimately went into full-time ministry. And so in that process, there was obviously a season of like burying that dream, letting that dream, you know, kind of go grieving it and then really embracing the, the path that God had me on. So fast forward, I'm now over a decade into ministry. My situation kind of changes. I end up feeling like I need a season at home, resting, raising a two-year-old and a four-year-old, not being on staff full-time. And I come off the road and it was a real season of God basically kind of undoing wrong identity. Mm. Like, I mean, I've been a performer my whole life. Uh So even though you try so desperately to like not be Mm performance-based, it's a real struggle oftentimes for anyone who, Mm -hmm. who leans with any kind of external 
gifting or sure. talent. I mean, you can struggle with it mm-hmm. and not have those things too. But for me, it was a real mm-hmm. issue. So this season of life was a real seven years of God really unpacking all that, like really getting mm-hmm. me to a place where, you know, I didn't have to even say things like, you know, what do you do for a living? You know, my, in the first year it was like, Oh, well, I've, I've been a worship leader and I've been on staff and church and like, you know, right, I just give right, my resume. Right, right, right. And God was trying to get me to a place where I could just say like, I'm a stay at home mom, yeah. just raising a family, loving yeah. Jesus, trying to figure out how to walk this faith journey mm-hmm. out really well. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it took me a while to get to that place, mm-hmm. but in that unpacking, God also had to like unpack some things that were real fears and insecurities of mine. And in that process, uh, our worship pastor invited me into the worship team and they started writing songs for the church and they invited me into it. And I, it triggered like a fear and an insecurity in me that I didn't even know like how deep it was because I was walking into rooms with people. I live in Nashville. Uh-huh. So it was an, it's an already an interesting dynamic because you have so many successful songwriters that have been writing right. for 10, 20 years. And so I'm walking into rooms with people that are that seasoned. So you can imagine what that feels like mm-hmm. when you're like, I have written five songs in my entire life. I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And so this thing is just, it's keeping me up at night. I feel mm-hmm. inadequate. I feel, and so you can imagine like anxiety is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the room on this one particular day to write with like one of my heroes and friends. She's my friend, Mia Fields and our worship pastor, Andrew Holt, but she's also a hero of mine in the songwriting world. And she walks in the door and she's like, I'm really struggling with disappointment today. I'm like watching a promise of God fall apart in front of my eyes. And I can feel waves of disappointment, like literally trying to choke me. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like sheepish in the corner and, you know, and I raise my hand. I'm like, I'm drowning in insecurity and fear. I'm like, I'm literally like, you said that out loud. We both said it out loud. Wow. And she just looked at me and she just said, then we're going to write a song about peace because we are both fighting to have the peace of God reign in our hearts and minds right Uh now. And we're finding it really difficult. And we're Uh both worshipers. We're both worship leaders. And so she's like, we know what to do. We know to start singing a promise of God over our situation and Mm. prophesy over ourselves, the Mm. word of God till something shifts internally or externally. Mm. And so we wrote that song for ourselves. I was not an artist. I wasn't a songwriter. I was just a woman desperately needing freedom in that moment. And I knew the only way to get that was through the power of God Mm -hmm. and through applying his word to Mm -hmm. my life and to my Mm -hmm. mind. And it, it didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one even heard that song for like eight months. Mm. Like we were singing it over ourselves. Okay. I was just literally singing it in the shower, weeping in the car. And every time I would sing that chorus, I would feel something supernaturally kind of just shift Mm. my whole demeanor and my spirit. And it would be like, okay, I, I can do this with mm-hmm. Jesus, I can do this. I don't know how. And it was, it was a process, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and even now I find like every time I have to go sing that song, mm-hmm. I can feel like, mm-hmm. it's amazing how circumstances will like happen the night before where anxiety or fear wants to rear its ugly head. And I almost chuckle out loud, just being mm-hmm. like, Oh, enemy, I, yeah. see your, I see your hand in this. Like yeah. God's already given me the thing that I need to sing over my life. I'm going to sing you out of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, Right now. So mm-hmm. that's really how it was birthed. It wasn't, you know, some like, hey, let's just write a song about peace. This was a lifeline for me. And right. it's been, 
a real gift to see other people be able to sing the song the same way that I had to sing the song over my own Mm. heart and mind. Mm. And I, that's just a testament of God's word Mm -hmm. that his word does not return veil. His word does not return void and that his word works. It works. It transforms your mind. It settles your heart. It does Mm -hmm. bring you peace that passes your understanding. It Mm -hmm. does bring you Mm -hmm. hope in the midst of a situation that looks ridiculously impossible. It it is walking through the death of a loved one. And yet you still feel anchored Mm. in the hope that there is an eternity beyond this life. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Mm. And yet you can remain anchored in something that is the word of God and the presence of God, even in situations that the world looks in and goes, you should be unraveling. Mm-hmm. And you can be like, yeah, some days I, I should. Am. Yeah. And I should be. Some days I feel right. like I am, but I know where to go mm-hmm. in order to have an anchor and a firm foundation and to see me through this season. Mm-hmm. So I love that. One thing I heard you say in, in a past interview is you mentioned, you know, if you're, if you are anchored in your circumstances and your emotions, you're going to drown. You will. And, and just to hear you, you know, talk about being anchored in the true rock, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that's makes all the difference for all of us. And one thing I know about your story, I've heard you talk about in your early twenties, mm. you were moving towards a singing career. That's where <laughs> yeah. you thought you were headed. There are a lot of us that we think God's plan is supposed to look one way. <laughs> yep. And then things change, they circumstances change, yeah. change and we're happens. confused We don't understand it. We don't get it. We're completely confused. And so I would love for you just to touch on how this is the direction you thought you were headed. Mm -hmm. Then you went this direction (laughs) and then you thought you were going there again. Yeah. And then you knew you had to lay it down again. So can you just kind of, I know we don't have a lot of time, but just kind of talk through that. Look, I, I was singing by the time I was three years old. Mm -hmm. So it was early on. I mean, five years old, you know, I want to be a singer when I grow up there. It was such an early on Mm -hmm. thing in my heart. You knew it. I didn't know anything else. I had no, and I mean, and I grew up in the era of like, Whitney Houston, Rye Carey, like oh, these yeah. big belters. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, I, that is what I'm going to do, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? And so I went to high school, college, music, all those things. It's a longer story. I'm saved, but I'm not really walking with the Lord faithfully. At 19, I have just an incredible encounter with Jesus in, in, a, in a church service. A man preaches a message and I realize like I'm, I'm really lukewarm. I'm half-hearted in, mm. half-hearted out. And some, and the presence of God just shifted my whole entire being. And I ran to the altar and I was like, God, I am all in. You have my full yes from here on mm, out. That's huge. Every part of my life is surrendered to you. Wow. It was a brave prayer that mm-hmm. plays into this mm-hmm. because it meant that from 20, from 19 to 25, living in Nashville, Tennessee, and just thinking that a music career was going to happen. And then it doesn't you're kind of like going, okay, God, what are you doing? And I'll never forget it. It was my 25th birthday. I've, and I was always near it. If that makes sense. I was a background singer for somebody, or I was a tour manager for somebody, or I was doing demos or singing on award show, but that door to be an artist, it never opened. It just remained completely closed. Mm. I'm 25. It's my birthday. I'm crying out to the Lord. Like what, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like, what do you want me to do? And as clear as day, I mean, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but this really felt close. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like God was like, I want you to bury that dream in the backyard of your heart. And I don't want you to dig it up. I need you to trust me 
Wow. That that is not something we are, that is not the path we're going down. Wow. And, and I mean, obviously you're extremely gifted in singing. You're like, this is what I was born to do. Literally. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on a human flesh side, absolutely devastated and confused. (laughs) Totally. And I'm like, what does that even mean, Lord? Like, I don't even understand, but I kept going back to that. Yes. At 19. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was one of those things, those moments where you go, everything in my flesh wants to fight and argue with you right now. And I probably am on some level, Mm. but there's something deeper in my spirit that's going, I signed up for this. Mm -hmm. I signed up to say yes to you, no matter where it led me. And, and, and also something deeper in your spirit that says, I'm going to trust you You because you chose, you trust, I trust you. You do know better than me. Uh So I, I ultimately am like, okay, God, I go get a, I go get like a a job at a bridal shop. I'm selling wedding dresses and I'm like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's real weird. Like people coming in (laughs) and being like, Oh, I thought you were doing music. I'm like, Nope. Just selling wedding dresses, trying to pay rent. You know, I mean, like just being really honest about where I was long story short over the next year, God really begins to kind of rearrange the desires of my heart. And I've always served in local church. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just, I didn't know any mm-hmm. different. I've come from the process of thought of like, whatever gifts you have, mm-hmm. tie them to the church in some capacity mm-hmm. or another as a, a volunteer, as a lay person. Um, I, that's a whole other thing I could get into. People be in your church, serve in your church. It mm-hmm. matters. It builds community. It, mm-hmm. it honestly keeps you tethered when life right. starts to throw a lot at you. That's good. The whole other thing. but. The long story short of it was through that year long process of serving in, in the church and on the worship team, which I had always done, but this year was different. It felt very significant. And I found myself waking up and having dreams about how could I serve this department more? How could I come alongside the worship pastors and like make their load easier? I'm just a volunteer, but this is how my brain is starting to think. Well, it's, it's outward thinking. It's it's a servant's heart is. And starting long, to shape the up. long yeah. of it is that all of a sudden I start to go like, what if I'm actually called to actually serve the church, like really serve the church, mm-hmm. this thing on my life. And lo and behold, my husband, I was married at the time. My husband and I start having these conversations. We're praying about it. We're like, okay, well, God, if that's you, like make it known. In one week's time, I got three offers to go on staff at church churches to be their worship leader. And no one knew we were praying about this. No one. Wow. And Eventually my own home church offered the same thing. And so I went on staff there and it changed the course of my life. And something came alive in me that I didn't even know was there. Mm. And so God was fulfilling that word and that dream that I had as a, as a young girl, but it just looked very different. Mm -hmm. And I did that for almost just shy of a decade was on staff, all of those things. And I was just saying like, then I had two small children, um, a lot, a decade of ministry. I was, I was a little tired to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. I'd, and I needed a break. I mm-hmm. needed just a season of God kind of healing some things that had gotten, I think a little off and in, in my own heart with mm. church life, some bitterness, some, you know, offenses that needed to be dealt with. Mm. And it was better for me to have a season of being ministered to than trying to pour out when okay. the well was empty. Yeah. And I had beautiful pastors and a husband that all were like, yeah, like just take a break. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. just to take a season to say like, actually I'd be way more fruitful if I was just like taking the load off for mm. a season. Mm. Um, there's some great wisdom in that. I want, I really wish that we could start to see a culture of people being able to say, Hey, I actually need a break right. from pouring out at this capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm not filled 
mm-hmm. with the spirit of Jesus right now. Like mm-hmm. my well is empty. Right. I cannot be pouring out of an empty well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go allow God to do the work in me mm-hmm. that has gotten me to be so dry to begin mm-hmm. with. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. It was in that process that I, we ended up at a different church just through happenstance. It wasn't planned. It was just a God thing. Mm -hmm. And it was in that church that they invited me to be a part of the worship team and asked me to start leading, writing songs. None of that was my plan. None of that was even on the horizon. And in that season, peace be still was written. Mm. And then suddenly God was opening door after door, after door, after door for me to go write with people. I wasn't even trying to open those doors that just right. weren't happening. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I look up three years later and I'm sitting with, I don't know, 50, 70 songs. And I'm going, what's happening? What just happened? Wait, yeah. what should I do with this? And I just begin to pray again, God, what do you want me to do with it? And here we sit a couple of years later. And that thing that I thought when I was five, God actually didn't do till I was 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't hear too many artists getting started at 40 years old. <laughs> no. Like, and, and the songs that, but that you're putting out are, I mean, they're all over the world and they're changing lives. And if 25 year old hope, Oh gosh, if 25 year old hope had, had done this, everything would have been about me. Mm. When I would have gotten in the room, I would have wanted to make sure that you liked me, that you thought I was a good singer, that you thought I was a good songwriter. And I would have been the thing that I was presenting to you Mm. at 40. I know that the only thing I want to present to you when I walk in the room Mm. is the presence of God Mm. and the story of Jesus. And I could care less if people know my name. I could care less if I had never have another song. Mm. Like my, my mission in life is to spread the gospel of Jesus. I do that through songs. I do that through writing, but I also do that through loving my family and serving my local church and making disciples and none is greater or less than it's just for this season. God's like, Hey, I'm just going to breathe on this part, this part of your story. But God was breathing on the same part of my story when I was working in a bridal shop That's and right. serving brides. That's God right. I was still breathing on my life when I was hidden in a basement and no one knew my name. And I wasn't singing a single song for two years. Like, mm. And I think for those of you that are sitting in seasons of disappointment mm-hmm. because it hasn't mapped out the way that you wanted it to, I want to encourage you mm. to begin to have a conversation with God and ask God where are you still fulfilling that word in my life right now? Because he is. Mm-hmm. When I stood on a stage in Africa singing, I surrender all just part of a worship thing. I wasn't the artist or anything. It was for a totally different artist, but he wanted me to just sing this one song. I remember I walked off the stage and I began weeping, like utter weeping and thanking God. Because when I was 19 ish, 18, this man had come up to me and he said, you will sing songs around the world. Wow. And my 19 year old brain was like, you're right. Cause I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to be famous and people are going to know my name. And here I was at 33 standing on a stage in front of a million people in Ghana, Africa. Mm. No one knew my name. No one was ever going to know my name, but I was singing the gospel of Jesus to a million people. I was going all over the world and I began to weep Mm. because I was like, God, 
you were so faithful. You kept your word. I'm so sorry that I decided what keeping your word was supposed to look like. Mm. You never, ever go off. You never not complete your promise. Thank you for giving me eyes to see it in this season, that your faithfulness just didn't look the way that I thought it should, that it didn't it didn't ever fail me. Your faithfulness always was there. It was always showing up in every season of my life. I was mm. always singing. Mm. There's never been a season other than the one short stint that I chose not to for a moment. I've never not been singing. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times we decide early on what it's supposed to look like. And then when God decides to do it his way and not our way, we then allow disappointment or doubt or frustration or even anger towards God to seep in mm-hmm. instead of going, God, help me have eyes in this season to see your faithfulness right here, right now, even if it looks different than what I thought it was going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think that helps protect and guard your heart. Mm-hmm. And it helps you that when the next season comes and maybe it just shocks you like this season for me, mm-hmm. you're able to just sit in it with utter gratitude mm-hmm. and utter just surrender to like, if it all is over tomorrow, no big deal. Mm. Because this wasn't about me now getting my thing. This was about God just doing the thing that he had always planned to do. Mm. In my own flesh and humanity, mm-hmm. I had built an idol mm-hmm. of what I thought it should look like. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's really easy to build our life on dreams. hmm And promises Mm -hmm. that we think are supposed to look a certain way instead of really actually building it on Jesus and nothing else. Mm. And those are the moments when it's confronted in our lives and our hearts. But the beautiful thing is that can be rerouted in our hearts and rearranged in our hearts every minute of every day. God is in all of it and he is working for your good Mm -hmm. in all of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that's hard because a lot of times the thing isn't good. Yeah. Right. The loss is not actually good. Right. But it doesn't mean that God isn't fighting to bring good out Out of of even that really bad thing for you. Wow. I'm I'm a little speechless right now, which is kind (laughs) of rare, to be honest with you. That is rare for a radio host. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to fight back the tears. Um, Hold on just a minute. I feel like I cry on every interview. Really? (laughs) Um, JD could attest. Um, I think it's a real thing that people struggle with. Yeah. We really struggle with when that marriage falls apart and you're like, I was doing, God, I'm, I'm even doing this your way. I was doing it God's way. I was, I wasn't off, you know, living in sin or not being, and, and there was a reason I didn't get the thing that I thought God would promise. Well, I mean, it's just so interesting. Like you, you say that, like I, I, literally in December, um, I just got divorced. I've been married for 12 years. And so for you to even bring that up, um, the way you just said that, I was like, yeah, because it was one of those deals where I feel like I've been, I haven't done it perfectly, but I've been trying to serve the Lord faithfully, um, my husband faithfully, um, you're devastated and you feel blindsided and it makes no natural sense. Yeah. And there's one thing that you said, you said, um, in one of your songs, you said disappointment can return to Mm -hmm. awe and wonder. Yep. And, and can you think of a time for you that that's happened where disappointment has uh, returned to awe and wonder? I mean, I know exactly what I wrote that about in that season. There was a, a particular 
moment where I really did think a, a, a situation was going to go one way and it did not. Yeah. And I was devastated. And mm-hmm. I remember like having it out with God and mm. just being like, are you kidding me? And yeah. I was praying for God to turn it around. Yeah. To literally like change the circumstances. Sure. I mean, like going every day, like, God, I believe you can turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. I believe that you can mm-hmm. like move this mountain for <laughs> yes. me and did it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like going to turn. Right. And I'm sitting on the floor of my bedroom. And I just, again, those moments where it's like, it feels like God's audible. And he just says, I am moving the mountain. Mm. The mountain's you. Mm. I'm moving your heart. Mm-hmm. I am moving the position of your mind mm-hmm. to see that even though that circumstance is mm-hmm. not going to turn around the way you're hoping for it to, mm-hmm. I can actually turn around the, the heart that you're carrying right now. Mm-hmm. Like I can actually bring awe and wonder mm-hmm. into your heart right now. Mm. And remove the disappointment and remove the pain and remove mm-hmm. the anger and the heartache. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to let me mm-hmm. like you, you have to be willing to allow me to flip the position of your heart. Mm-hmm. And it was mind blowing to me because I was yeah. just like, I don't want to admit that I'm the mountain. Right. I don't want to admit that the thing that needs to actually turn around mm-hmm. is me. Yeah. Right. But Mm -hmm. that situation, it wasn't going to change. And I didn't have control over that. Right. And my natural mind couldn't reconcile it. Mm -hmm. But I have watched God Mm -hmm. do things around me that Mm -hmm. I'm able to go, you know what? That could have still gone that way. Mm -hmm. And and I'm sad that it didn't. Mm -hmm. But you still redeemed it. Yeah. You know, like there, the redemption didn't happen in it, but there was right. redemption that happened around it and after it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom and dad got divorced 32 mm-hmm. years in and I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for them to be reconciled. It didn't happen. And I, again, deep disappointment, mm-hmm. but I've also watched God bring redemption into their lives. Not the way that I would have wanted it. But in ways that has still, I can still see. You can still see fruit from that. I can that. still see God's kindness in it. Yeah. You know, as parents, mm-hmm. we watch our kids mess up. Right. We watch our kids make mistakes. Mm-hmm. There's never a part of my heart that watches my kid make a mistake and go, oh, well, mm, we're done here. <laughs> no. As a parent, right. I'm immediately thinking, like, for example, my 13-year-old, she had a birthday party planned on a Friday night. Her school won, like, won the semifinals in their... <laughs> basketball game. So they got to go to the championship game, which meant it was going to be the exact same time as her party. So none of her friends could come. Oh, so she's devastated. She's coming home. She's crying. She's like, no, I can't come to my birthday party. And I'm like, this is sad. You're disappointed. What do I do as a parent? I will rearrange everything to figure this out. Right. I will find a way to still be able to rearrange. Uh I think that's how God works. Yeah. He goes, I will rearrange things on your behalf mm. to still be good for you. That's so good. I know that we are <laughs> Out of time. about finished here. If you could just say one thing to encourage our listeners who are struggling to what you have called, quote, the long yes, oh, where yes. you're in this circumstance season of life that just feels like it's going on and on and on forever and you just mm-hmm. can't get out. What would you say to encourage our listeners on that? Don't give up. Mm -hmm. There's something really beautiful about being able to look back at 25 years of walking with the Lord. Mm. Because if I'd quit in year five, 
I wouldn't be sitting here. That's right. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell you the arc and the beautiful story Mm -hmm. of how God over and over Mm -hmm. has shown up in my life and redeemed thing after thing after thing. And so many times I wanted to give up so many times. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be like, none of this works. All of this is just a joke. I don't believe it. I'm so tired of it. Not working to my good or whatever. But I stayed on the long road of Mm -hmm. trusting that Mm -hmm. God will work this out. Mm -hmm. God will make good of this. I trust you even in the heartache. I trust you even in the disappointment. I trust you even in my failures. Mm. I trust you when people fail me and putting my life and my hope and my trust in him Mm -hmm. and not in my circumstance, Mm -hmm. not in myself when Mm -hmm. I get it right, when I get it wrong. And I'm not saying it's easy and flowers and rainbows and all that kind of stuff. But no one's ever brought me healing except for Jesus. Mm. No one's ever changed my perspective except for Jesus. Mm-hmm. No one's ever comforted me in the floor of my closet when I'm on my knees and I'm weeping so hard I can barely breathe. But Jesus, mm-hmm. no one, even with skin, has been able to come into those places mm-hmm. and actually bring some level of healing and freedom. No one but Jesus. And so all I know to say to you is just hold on for dear life. Yeah. And allow the word of God to actually become a lifeline for you. Mm-hmm. Community become a lifeline for you. Whatever it takes, counseling, mm-hmm. pastoral care, worships, just stay anchored, stay tethered. And the road always ends at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. with him taking care of his kids. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Hope you've been a true gift today in my life. And I know to someone listening, trust in him, play the long yes, because it will pay off and it will pay off for God's glory mm-hmm. and you'll be blessed by it. And thank you, Hope, thank for you, hanging out Christy. with us today. You are a true blessing. Um, I praise God for your life and I thank wish you. nothing but the best for you. And if people want to find you, um, what's your website again? HopeDarts.com, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Definitely check out Hope's album, Peace Be Still. It's amazing. Every song on there, it will definitely minister to your heart. And if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, you can email me at christy at thebraveplace.org. And Christy is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at thebraveplace.org. And I would love to hear from you. And if you have any ideas of an episode that you'd like to hear, let me know. And until next time, have a brave day. Thanks for listening to The Brave Place, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.